0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Earlier this week we told you the Ontario government has announced changes to the way they plan to uh, fund autism programs here in Ontario. uh, Which, according to many of the critics that we've talked to, does not recognize the difference between children on different ends of the autism spectrum. Uh, There has been reaction, a lot of negative reaction to this. uh, To the point actually where a PC staffer has actually resigned over these changes. Uh, his name is Bruce McIntosh. Uh, he uh, quit with regards to these recommendations, and uh, he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to uh, tell us why and explain to it. Bruce, it's a busy day for you. Thanks for jumping on with us today.
1: Well, it is, and thanks for the opportunity. Um, well, I stuck to my principles. Um, I've been involved in the autism file for 15 years. My son was diagnosed in 2003. Um, it's uh, These changes are are wrong-headed. Um, there's, it's just simply not... The right thing to do to give people, children and youth with autism who have a range of needs, the same amount of money each. Um, it's it's far from adequate for the kids at the, uh, the high needs end of the spectrum, and it's more than is needed from the kids at the uh, at the, the low needs end of the spectrum. Um, so th- that causes a whole bunch of other problems. Um, So it it just it wasn't the right way to go, and I wasn't about to stick around to defend
0: it. Bruce, I get a more general question. Maybe (laughs) you've been doing this for a long time, of course, being involved with the Autism Coalition. Why are you having so much trouble, and why is the other people, other families that are, are living with this having so much trouble trying to educate governments, not just this one, but even the previous government about how this should be addressed?
1: Well, there is this there is this disconnect between understanding that, um, you know, this, this costs quite a bit of money in some cases, not so much money in others, um, but that somehow um, age has something to do with it. I mean, even in, in this decision, I, it's, it's astonishing to me. We fought a fight with the Liberals three years ago about a cutoff at age five. Yep. And they came to their senses and actually backed away from that.
0: Well, not until uh, you guys made a lot of noise.
1: Well, we did, because uh, it was the wrong thing to do. It still is. But here we are, this minister is now saying, well, they're going to drop the uh, annual cap on funding when a kid hits age six. A birthday doesn't change a child's needs. It just doesn't. It's, it's an absolutely ridiculous thing to say that. It's not supported by the research, um, and it's the wrong thing to do. Um, you know, we've we had a very tense time with the Liberals, and I believe that we were making progress. Um, you know, Michael Coto put me on his advisory committee, knowing that I was a Conservative. I mean, that, that was not a surprise to anyone. Um, and it and you know, him appointing me to that committee certainly didn't suddenly make me a Liberal. Um, it made me, you know, it, it gave me an opportunity to, to give input on something I knew quite a bit about. Um, but, you know, Wait, which thought, doesn't
2: always
0: happen with committee appointments. So I mean, that was <laughs> well, it,
1: it doesn't. I think they did a pretty good job. But you know, I saw a tweet from uh, McCloud's chief of staff this morning saying that you know I, they weren't going to listen to me because, of course, I I had advised on that program. Well, that's a ridiculous thing to say. I've I've had a conservative party card in my wallet since I was in high school, and and my you know my conservative philosophical outlook. Um, you know, that hasn't ever changed. Um, so I would have thought that they would, you know, appreciate that and that there was somebody, you know, with the same political stripe who uh, who could give them some good advice. But they weren't interested.
0: Well, but Bruce, look, whether it's the Liberal government or Conservative government, uh, and when they're talking about putting people together and appointees to commissions that are going to come up with recommendations for the government to to entertain ideas about how they're going to change this, uh, your political affiliation should take a back seat to your expertise in that particular field, and you've got that.
1: Well, clearly it is. There were 15 people on that committee, and, and we gave some pretty good advice, and we were making progress. You know, we really were making progress, and this government has decided to throw it away. And and um, I, it is a lot better idea to continuously improve something that might not be ideal, but is good steadily getting better than to just toss it out the door and come up with something new that I believe is going to be considerably worse.
0: Talk to us about some of the things that you would like to see happen. I want to maybe get from that angle, uh, because obviously you you live with this, you know what's going on, and and you're absolutely right. As as we've talked about in past discussions on this program, it's very hard to say, well, this is what autism is all about, because there's a spectrum, and and, and any two people that are living with it, of course, could be totally different.
1: Right. Um, Well, you know, the, the high-needs kids um, who, are, who need a 30- a to 40-hour-a-week week program, those kids are costing somewhere between seventy dollars and $80,000 a year. Um, what this minister has said is, A, that there is a $140,000 uh, cap from diagnosis to 18. What she didn't talk about yesterday is that there's an annual or yearly cap of $20,000. So for those high-needs kids, that means slashing their funding to, to, you know, 25%. Like, what a bad idea.
0: What's the, what's the, I'm asking you to speculate, but what's the rationale for something like that? Are they assuming that, uh, that they're not going to be living with autism by the time they get to be that age?
1: Well, I, I, I simply don't get it. You know, the, conserv- the conservatives stood beside us. Three years ago, when we fought the age cutoff fight with the liberals, they they heard all of the autism doesn't end at five. That was our our hashtag. Um, and and they knew. Right. They were speaking up in the House in, in, in support of us. They were coming to our events, our rallies. They were um, they, they dedicated an opposition day in the legislature to us. You know, they, they were really supporting us. And now here we are. Um, I, 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 I really do not understand it. I, 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 it just makes no sense.
0: But you, you have documented everything so you can present and say, this is what we want to see happen. This is not just a speculative idea here. You, you actually came up with a series of recommendations.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and here's another sort of absurdity in the middle of all of this. Um, the minister and her chief of staff have been tweeting regularly in the last 24 hours, that somehow they have met 14 of 19 recommendations. I've been through the briefing binder more than once now. I don't see anything that adds up to 19 recommendations. And I certainly don't know what 14 they're talking about. But here's what's I mean, that aside, My wife, Laura, who took over the presidency of the OAC when I left to go to Queen's Park, she put an op-ed forward that Toronto Star published it uh, a couple of weeks ago. There was a list of three things that were wanted and three things that were not wanted. And she had told the the minister's chief of staff, you know, Doug Ford says he doesn't want us on the front lawn. Here's how to keep us off the front lawn, because it's cold. I'd rather not have to protest. And what did they do? They chose the thing that was at the top of the list in the don't do this column. So whether they met 14 or 4 or 40 other points, they did a really bad thing that kind of makes those other uh, ideas, well, you know, not quite as good.
0: Well, we're going to try to get an explanation to it. Uh, Bruce, uh, thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate it. Let's stay in touch. Yes, please. Please. Bruce McIntosh, uh, who uh, obviously is very upset. There's a family that's living with autism and uh, has a, a lot of concern about the uh, the recommendations being made by the Ford government. Uh, he, he referenced uh, the, the minister in charge. And uh, to that end, we're pleased to welcome uh, Lisa McLeod, Minister of Children, Community and Social Services, to the Bill Kelly Show. Minister, thank you for the time. Appreciate you jumping no, on for today. Having
2: me. I appreciate having you. Be, uh, the opportunity to be
0: on. Well, I know you've had discussions with, and you've heard a number of the concerns that have been raised by uh, Bruce McIntosh and others along this. Uh, the, if I can capsulize it into one or two points here, I think uh, they, they don't like the idea of, of, of capping this, so simply saying 20000 bucks a year per family. Uh, you can't have a one-size-fits-all. That's his assertion. How do you respond to that?
2: Well, Bill, I have a quick question for you. Do you think it's fair that 23,000 children or 75% of the kids in Ontario with autism are denied service by their government right now?
0: No, of course not. That's, that's not fair.
2: That isn't fair. So you have a $321 million program. The best way to be fair and equitable and ensure there's sustainability is to make sure that we clear the wait list. And we give every child an opportunity to succeed. The other question I have, this is a, a very large ministry, where would you take the money from? Kids with developmental disabilities? Would you take it from uh children in care, children in custody, women fleeing domestic abuse, sex trafficking, refugees who are resettling from Syria? These are all tough decisions and as as uh, sympathetic and empathetic as I am toward all parents, I cannot in good conscience, as the minister responsible Uh, for the Ontario Autism Program, allow only 25% of the children to get support. And so I think people have to be reasonable, and we have to understand we have to take tough choices, but we need to be fair. There's children on that wait list, 23,000 of them, who deserve a fighting chance, which is why our government yesterday Um, doubled our investment for diagnostic hubs so that we can get children diagnosed sooner. It's also why we adopted a direct funding model to give money directly to parents so they can work with Autism Ontario to ensure they can navigate the system and get the supports that they need, and we're going to give them choice, whether that's behavioral therapy, whether that's caregiver training for uh, parents or others, uh, whether that's respite training or technological aids. We're providing choice, flexibility and we want to empower families but let me be perfectly clear there are 23,000 75 percent of the kids in Ontario with autism are right now denied service from their government and that is not fair.
0: And 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 by the way, and to the credit, I mean that that's a, a shorter list than it used to be. So you've made some progress on that, and that's great news to hear. But I guess the question a lot of the parents are asking, minister, is what happens when the money runs out? If if you have a, a child whose whose therapy is going to cost sixty seventy thousand dollars a year, what, what where do they get the money? Where does, where's what's going to happen when the money runs out?
2: Well, uh, I where where would you? Uh, I guess I just asked you the question myself. So we had a program where we had twenty five percent of the children. Getting 100% of the funding, and so it's a question of, of fairness. So we want to make sure that 100% of the children are part of that funding model, and so that's what we're doing. And we're allowing for up to $140,000 for the life of a child. Uh, there's going to be flexibility within that, and that's a lot of money. So um, the the other question is is that I'll, and I'll put this to you and I put this to Mr. McIntosh as well. Uh, where do you take the money from elsewhere? and again is it is it the 13 year old girl that's being sex trafficked and we're trying to support her like these these are the tough decisions that we're making Well, oh, i know and but in so, a broader
0: base look at that's what every government has to do and it's not just out of your minister portfolio those are those are all uh, allotments these, of, these are of actually all of
2: my these are actually all within my ministry.
0: Sure it is, it and is, but, the, but, but yeah, but the government make makes a determination so a about how much money is going to be in that budget, and, and you know, there's always sh- should be and could be flexibility. That's a matter of government making priorities. So, well, let me ask you I mean, uh, one other element oh, no, of no,
2: I, I really want to ask you that, because I think it's important that we understand that there's tough choices. We have a $321 million program. I increased it by 20% in the last seven months so that we could support more children and we could invest in diagnostic hubs. I just, I guess the question I have for Mr. McIntosh and others is why do they think that 75% of the children in Ontario that right now aren't receiving support should continue to languish on a wait list? That to me is cruel, is unfathomable. And that was the biggest problem with the previous liberal administrations. uh, uh, And
0: I I lambasted them, and so did other people because of that. That you know, autism doesn't end at five years of age, and finally they and they they smartened up finally after pressure from you as opposition members and members of the families that were living with this. But there's another element to this that uh, we brought up back then. Uh, that I know, Mr. McIntosh has talked about, and others have uh, minister. Uh, why c- could you not consider a, a needs based funding? Because I'm, I know you're well versed on this file. Uh, you know that uh, that autism, all on that spectrum, there are some people that don't need that much funding, some people that need a lot more funding. But it just seems as if you just said, "Okay, here's the allotment. No matter what you're, you uh, no matter where you are on the spectrum, this is what you're going to get."
2: Well, we we understand two things, three three things actually. One. Um, every diagnosis is different, mm-hmm. two, every child is different, and three, at every stage of a child's and uh, youth's life, uh, they go through different um, issues and, and need different supports, which is why, and so this, there's a misnomer in, in the question, uh, which is why we decided we would front end the money where we know uh, where the evidence is that early intervention is key. So we are going to allow for a greater investment for children under the age of five Um, and then right up until 18 there will be some flexibility in their family budget working of course with the very credible Autism Ontario and, uh, and, and we'll allow that. The other thing that we're doing is we're ensuring that there is more choice because not, uh, you know, some caregivers and parents uh, don't think behavioral therapy is the be-all and end-all to the child's success. So we're giving them the flexibility in order to do that. So um, we're very proud of the plan. I think it's a plan that uh, in, in a couple of years from now, once we clear the wait list and parents have more choice and they have a funding model and, and that we've been able to get to, uh, to the earlier cohort, this will be very successful. Um, unfortunately over the past 15 years we have uh, lost a generation, and we're playing from behind. This is the best possible scenario in order to allow every single child in Ontario to succeed. And and I think it's really important too that I point out that our priority are for those families who are lower and middle income, uh, who really need the support. And uh, I'm very proud of the plan. I'm very proud of my uh, parliamentary assistant, Amy Fee, uh, who helped develop this plan. We consulted widely. Uh, we looked at models uh, from across Canada and throughout the rest of uh, the world, including in North America, and we've come up with a plan that will support all children with autism, not just 25%. Uh, you know, as a mother myself, I can, I can sympathize with uh, parents who uh, are very emotional, um, but I think we all have to be very reasonable as well and understand that this is a program we've invested more money than any government in the history of this province in, and we're going to make sure that we clear those wait lists so those children languishing on the wait list, 23,000 or 75% of them, get a fighting chance. My job is to protect those children, and that's what I'm going to do, and I'll be unapologetic about it.
0: I totally understand where you're coming from vis-a-vis budgets, but so as one person explained it to me uh, the other day when we had this discussion, you may actually get more people that are going to get funding now, but there may not be enough funding for the kind of treatment that they're going to need. I I, I, I guess guess the question
2: I have for you is why would you want to deny Oh, I'm not here to answer answer questions. I mean,
0: this is your policy, not mine.
2: Yeah, well, and and I've been pretty clear in how I've defined it. We're clearing the... we've invested uh, double into diagnostic hubs to move kids more quickly. We're going to clear the wait list by giving funding directly to parents up to uh, $140,000 until a child is 18 years old. Uh, We'll make sure that the priorities are for those with middle and lower incomes, and I think that's quite reasonable. Um, But I do have uh, other priorities within our ministry as well. And that is funding um, violence against women's shelters. It is protecting young girls who are being sex trafficked. It is supporting refugees who come here from war-torn countries. It is supporting those with developmental disabilities. It is supporting children in custody and children in our child welfare system. Um, So we have a lot of complex issues. One in 10 Ontarians rely on my ministry to ensure that the service is there when they need it. 23,000 children right now in... that have autism in Ontario are not getting services. Being oh, we that. we get that. We get that. And so, these these are all budget so decisions, this, and I'm sure we'll have those so discussions when, the, when those
0: elements are done there too. Minister, we're right Bye. up against the clock. I do appreciate you jumping on. Thanks so much for this today. Thank you. That's uh, Minister Lisa McLeod uh, with her side of the, the new policy that's being introduced by the Ford government. Uh, you've heard both sides. I'll let you decide. The Bill Kelly
1: Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.